you have this war inside of you with your morals and your values that are kind of like playing tag of war. And that is mentally exhausting. So when you wake up in the morning to go to work, you just feel tired. You feel graggy. You feel with no sense of being because you're just showing up to get a paycheck and you know that you're not making an impact. And if you are, it's probably negative. Hey, my name is Ariana, and as an immigrant, wife, young mother, and multi-passionate professional, I currently spend my days trying to figure out this crazy and unpredictable thing called life. After a few chaotic years learning from my mistakes in my early 20s, I've now struck that balance with full-time work at a fabulous tech company and a startup coaching business I run from home. So here we are, making the best of life curveballs and optimizing our opportunities. We talk about all things career, business, money, life, and mistakes and maybe even an after-hour conversation or two. So grab your coffee and pour your wine, and let's get inspired to embrace your weird, all while learning workshop style. The breakout session is about to begin. This is the Side Hustle Experience Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Side Hustle Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Ariana. I am so excited that you are here today. Today is episode number 11. I am so stoked to record this episode for two reasons. One, because it is such a requested episode. A lot of people find themselves in this situation. I have found myself in this situation And I've been able to gather some tips throughout my years, unfortunately, of being in environments like this one. So without any further ado, let's just chat today about workplace that are toxic or toxic work environments. This is unfortunately more common than we care to admit. And a lot of us just don't know how to handle it, whether we are identifying it correctly, what is a toxic work environment entails exactly, how to deal with that, and when to know when it's time to leave. First of all, (laughs) That last piece there, it's never okay to be in a toxic work environment. So whenever you can, try to get out of that place as soon as you can. I am just trying to be conscious of understanding that a lot of us are just lacking the privilege of saying, hey, I'm out of here today because I realized today that this was a toxic work environment and I'm out. Unfortunately, not a lot of us have the type of privilege, right? So sometimes it's good to just identify these things, learn how to deal with it and cope with it in the meantime, while you're trying to work on a plan to try to get out of a place like this. So I'll give you a lot of personal examples, unfortunately, when it comes to this topic, as I have been involved in quite a few toxic work environments and it's just not fun. It affects everything as a human being. It affects your mental health, your physical health, your confidence, you name it. There's just a a huge list. And it also has been found with research that working in a toxic work environment can potentially set you years back in your career. So I can give you a really good example of that because of the hit my confidence took in the most toxic work environment I've ever worked in. That really set me back because I was only looking for jobs that were below my pay grade, that were below my abilities, because I just didn't have the confidence of doing the job, given that my mental health and my self-worth was just damaged so much going through that process. So first things first, you might think every job is stressful, right? And it's something that my mom always says, there's just never a perfect storm, right? There's always something going to be a part of your job that you don't like. There's always going to be something that's stressful about your job. There's always going to be that one thing that's going to 
set that job apart. And even if you have your dream job, there's always going to be something that you would want to be better, right? But being in a toxic work environment is totally different than what I just explained. And yeah, although all jobs should have a healthy level of stress when it comes to the deliverables and what it is that you're supposed to do, there are certain things that make a workplace toxic. So here are some signs that could potentially tell you if you're in a toxic work environment. Employees get sick very easily. They get sick a lot and they're out sick a lot. (laughs) Something that I experienced a ton in my last toxic work environment. Toxic work environments lead employees to burnout, fatigue, and illness due to the stress. So I used to have a lot of headaches. I used to get a lot of migraines. I do suffer from migraines regardless, but stress usually triggers it for me. And sometimes you just find yourself in a situation where you have this war inside of you with your morals and your values that are kind of like playing tag of war. And that is mentally exhausting. So when you wake up in the morning to go to work, you just feel tired. You feel graggy. You feel with no sense of being because you're just showing up to get a paycheck and you know that you're not making an impact. And if you are, it's probably negative. That's one of the signs when employees are just excessively sick, taking a lot of time off because of the stress levels in that job. Another thing, and this one is huge, and it's exactly what I was going through in my last job, was narcissistic leadership or narcissistic people. I was actually under management for one of the most narcissistic people I've ever met. And grant you, I'm not a psychologist. I am not a doctor. I'm not diagnosing him. I'm just thinking of the things that he used to do and say that made him that way. What this means is that somebody doesn't have remorse or regards for other people's feelings. And they don't do it on purpose. It's just who they are as people, right? They don't really know how to interact with others unless it's just to step on them so that they can feel bigger. And that's something that my ex-boss used to have is that he used to feel worthy and better by humiliating you in front of others, by calling you out on things that were unprofessional, by talking over you, by cutting you off, making fun of you. All of these other things that were just so inappropriate for a workplace that just made it extremely miserable for me. So that's one of the things that I had, not only with one of the owners, the head people at the company, but that was contagious. You know, when people see higher ups and executives behave this way, usually people who like to kiss up or people right below them in the food chain are going to act similarly because they think that that's going to be effective. They think that that's what you're supposed to do to make it through the ladder. They think that that's what you're supposed to do to get results. Another sign, the third sign that I usually have seen, specifically on this one, was high turnover. And this is huge. Turnover means when people leave that job since the time that they were hired. So when you quit, when you're laid off, or when you're fired, all of that constitutes turnover. But most likely, in this case, it's going to be people resigning. So when it's a toxic work environment, there's often this dysfunction between the company's mission, the values, what it is they're trying to achieve, their goals and the employees. So there's just a disconnect in between the two where they're saying they want to achieve certain things, but they're doing the opposite. And in this case, this company was really trying to quote unquote grow, but it was growing on a superficial level where they were hiring all these people, paying them like pennies compared to the market value and doing freebies for customers and clients. Just what they used to tell us is how much money they were quote unquote paying for a project. 
And it was just not feasible for you to pay everyone involved in the project. Overworking, underpaying, and all of that just leads to high turnover. Also, one of the reasons why you will leave a company is because they're overworking you, underpaying you, and you have that relationship clash between your own values and the company's values and what it is that's going on day to day. So that's number three. The number four sign that you probably are working in a toxic work environment is that there's some sort of negative communication or lack thereof. When you really have no idea what's going on, when you're taken by surprise by things, when you hear about things in the news as opposed to through your higher ups, that is a toxic work environment because it means that they're trying to hide information from you and information is knowledge, right? Like all of that is going to be good for you to do your job for you to achieve your goals. And so having a lack of communication is going to be a sign also if it's negative. So if you do have communication, but it's on a negative manner, like I was saying earlier with the narcissistic person that I had to deal with, when you're all the time just calling out the negatives, the mistakes, as opposed to recognizing people for when they do the right thing and being invested into what's important to that employee so that you can then reward them with what it is that's important to them. If you have somebody who likes money, but you're rewarding them with recognition of just giving them more projects, they're not going to care about that. They care about a bonus. They care about some time off. They care about, you know, vouchers and things like that with money value. So really understanding that disconnect between the company's missions and its actions towards its employees when it comes to the lack of communication or have communication be negative. Sign number five that you potentially work in a toxic work environment is if there's a lot of gossip, if there is some clicky type of teams and people, oof, this is one of the big ones. There's no teamwork at all. Everybody's just out for themselves. Everybody's just so individualistic. And yeah, some sort of sense of competition is good. But when you are trying to literally smush everyone behind you or underneath you so that you can make it, That's really not an attribute of a good leader or a team member. So really just giving into the rumors, participating in gossip, just being clicky and not inclusive of others can potentially make you a participant of this toxic work environment. So it is very, very important for you to keep these things in mind so that you're not participating in it and you're doing something against it so that you can try to fix it if if you want to. Because let me tell you something else. It is not your responsibility to fix a toxic work environment. It never will be. It never has been. So don't take it on you. Don't put it on your shoulders to try to resolve everything because chances are is that that's very ingrained within the vein and the ecosystem of that particular company. And it's going to be very hard to change it unless you have buying power by people who have power. So if you can get the CEO or one of the higher-ups or an executive involved, to try to drive change on a cultural level, that's just not going to happen if you try to do it on your own. And so what's the point of you taking all of that responsibility on yourself as opposed to taking that energy and that time, invest it into getting yourself to be more marketable, gain more skills so that you can potentially find a new, better job down the line. Because that is the point, right, of understanding if you're working in a toxic work environment, what are the consequences of doing so and how can you get out of that situation? So now that I've walked through the things or the signs that constitute a toxic work environment, let's just go chat into things that you can do to handle or quote unquote cope with an environment like this. Because as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I know that not everybody has the opportunity to just throw their hands in the air and say, I'm out, I quit with a minute notice, right? So if you just find out that you're in a toxic work environment, things are just 
kind of escalating. Let's try to work through some positive ideas that could potentially get you through the day, through the month, the end of the year, until you can find something better for yourself that's more aligned with your values and mission. And before we get into that, I just wanted to kind of recap the things that make a toxic work environment. So number one is when employees are calling out sick a lot, when you have narcissistic leadership, when you have high turnover or people just leaving the company really quickly, when there is a lack of communication or negative communication, and also when we have a lot of gossip rumors and clicky teams, clicky people that only kind of hang out with quote unquote the cool kids. So now that you know that, Let's go ahead and talk about some things that you can do or that you should do if you find yourself in a toxic work environment so that you can cope with it. Don't drive yourself up a wall and create an exit strategy so that you can get out of a situation like that. So number one, do not, I repeat, do not engage in office gossip. I know how tempting it can be, but as I mentioned earlier, you just don't want to get yourself from victim to participate. When somebody's coming over to you or tell you, oh my God, you're not going to be able to have a dessert, you can just stop them and say, actually, I'm not interested in talking about that, but we can talk about the project that we're working on, or I'm happy to talk about something else. I just don't want to participate in that type of conversation. And if you're somebody who's really not upfront, who's nervous about telling people the truth, sometimes people pleasers can be that way. I'm like that. I usually tend to listen, let them know they're finished, and not participate by either ignoring it, changing the conversation, or appearing to be disengaged. I know sometimes it can be hard to tell people head on, hey, I'm not interested in talking about that. Sometimes you just kind of have to let your body language do the talking for you, and it might sound like you're being rude, but I'll prefer you to come across as rude as opposed to being a gossiper because it doesn't bring anything to the table. It doesn't add any value, and it just perpetuates that environment of people just chatting about each other behind their backs, participating in non-productive conversations. And you just don't want to be involved because if something were to go sideways, do you want your name to be mentioned in an investigation? Probably not. So the least you know, the least you talk, the least you participate in things like that, the better you're going to be. Hey there. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would so much appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It would help the show reach more multi-passionate professionals, and it gives me feedback on what direction to take future episodes. I have linked a tutorial on how to do so in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. Tip number two is to try to celebrate the small wins or to just find some humor in everyday work situations. I mean, I work in HR as it is, and sometimes you just come across the situations that you cannot make up. <laughs> There's this one time where that narcissistic boss I'm telling you about accused me of recording our conversation. And it was just hilarious, not hilarious in the moment because he seemed to be very threatening. But later on, I was like, what a loser. Like, I just feel like laughing about it because first of all, I'm no detective. Second of all, what if I'm recording you? And that is a situation about these people. It's like, if you are really okay with what you're saying, why are you concerned about people recording you? Which is why when you're at work, you should be acting as though you're being recorded at all times. And I guarantee you, you're never going to be involved in any type of gossip, involved in any type of investigation, involved in any type of issues. Really just try to count your blessings. Try to concentrate on things that are pretty, you know, good lunch, good company sometimes, you know, in places like this. 
You happen to find somebody that you can bond with because you might be going through the same thing. You understand each other and you might want to support each other. So really just finding out the good things about being in a bad situation. It's really going to work in your favor because you already are in a bad situation. You don't want to be extra miserable by just all the time pointing out the wrong things, the negative things, right? Let's try to put some positive into this by trying to see, okay, what did I gain from this situation? Why did I learn? How can I avoid this from happening again? And if you're not the doer, if you're not the person in the middle of the situation, well, what did I learn from that so that I don't get myself involved in something similar? Tip number three is to tune out. I know that again, it might sound like you're being rude, but I used to work in a bigger company before the one that I just mentioned. And there was one department specifically that turned out to be very toxic within itself. It's like this little bubble as a team where people used to wear headphones during their shifts because they just didn't feel like listening to someone else gossiping on the other side or talking squat about their coworker over another cubicle. So sometimes some people used to feel offended by that. They used to go to HR and say, well, she's wearing headphones and she doesn't seem approachable and this and that, which is like ridiculous that people would even complain about that. They do, but that is just sometimes the only way that people can cope. You know, you can put some jazz or some soft music in the background and just make yourself tuned out. I used to listen to one of my favorite radio shows, C100, because they just have this lightness about life. Like even if they're saying something tragic, they just have this way of making things better. And they're extremely funny. I mean, they have so many funny sketches and conversations that I love to listen to them. And I also used to listen to a lot of my podcasts, a lot of audiobooks while I was working because one, I could be productive, be multitasking. And then that way I just tune myself out from the moment that if you're here to gossip, I'm busy. I have my headphones on. So that means stay away. (laughs) And again, that can be sometimes dangerous because it can make you look like you're not approachable. But again, The reason why you would want to be approachable is because you potentially want to be promoted. And if you are in a toxic work environment, you might not want to be there for long. Just saying. Tip number four. And this is huge because it used to happen to me and it's to try to leave your work problems at work. Once you step out of that building, that's it. I know that it's easier said than done, but try to leave those troubles there because it's really going to affect your personal life and you really don't want that. I remember one time I was talking about something. I was sitting on the couch with my husband. I can't remember what the conversation was about when he was like, why are you so negative lately? Like everything I say, everything I do, like everything is just something negative that comes out of your mouth. And that just kind of kept me in check and just made me kind of come back to earth. I was like, oh my God, you're so right. I never thought of it that way. And then I started just thinking about the things that I was doing at work and how I was behaving and how I was bringing those issues to work and all the time talking about it with my husband and you're not going to be able to what happened today. And I'm so sick of this place and this and that and yada, yada, yada. That it just makes you become a person you don't ever want to be. Really try your best to leave your problems at work. Leave them there because you don't get paid to do otherwise. Your time is precious. Your mental health is precious. You know what I used to do to leave my problems at work? I used to just make a to-do list the last 10 minutes of my day so that I would not feel worried about, okay, what did I miss? What do I have to do tomorrow? That way I just kind of had a brain dump into my notebook, put a to-do list of the things I needed to do the next day. And that way I left some brain energy and capacity for after work to not have to think about work because... You know, as a Taipei, I'm all the time thinking about like, what am I missing? Did I forget something? What's next? What should I be working on? All of those things. So just make sure 
that you're doing your best to leave your travels at work (laughs) and not bring them with you at home, okay? Tip number five is to take your vacation. Take time off. I know that sometimes it's hard because it's like, well, if I take time off, I come back to work and I have a pile of work to do. So what? Do it on your own pace. The end of the day, work is always going to be there. There's always going to be something to do. There's never going to be time. There's never the perfect moment for you to take time off. But when you are in a toxic work environment, taking time off can be a form of therapy for you because it's removing yourself from a situation where you don't want to be. And it can also give you some room and time to think things through and to really just put things in perspective as of what's important to you. Spend time with your loved ones and remove yourself from a toxic situation because sometimes that can be very contagious. And so when you can, you get vacation for a reason. Take your PTO. You'll thank me later. Tip number six is to focus the best you can on learning something new or improving yourself or making yourself more marketable. And what I mean by this is, you know, when you're out on lunch, when you don't have anybody to hang out with, when you don't want to be talking with somebody else about nonsense, take that time to read a book. Take that time to take a course. Take that time to earn a certificate. Take that time to read the news. Just learn something new every day or practice a new skill, anything you can, because that's going to, one, make you more marketable so that you can then find a new job that's going to pay you better, that's going to treat you better. And it just goes hand in hand with the last seventh tip that I have for you, which is you need to plan out your exit strategy. I know that sometimes, you know, we're comfortable. We don't want to go anywhere. We just don't want to go through the whole process of job searching because it's stressful. Trust me, I get it. But being in a toxic work environment can really set you back years in your career, can affect your mental health, it can affect your physical health, and it can just affect your relationships as well. So it's best to just be safe than sorry. And as soon as you find out that this is a toxic work environment, start working towards the steps and goals that are going to help you get out of there as soon as you can by making connections. Try to connect with the people within the company that you know are not part of that culture, that you know that are not toxic themselves. Try to make relationships with them because you just never know. And also you have that thing in common of the two of you not wanting to be involved with the BS and the toxicity. And that's just always going to make you feel a little bit better. And when you leave a job, you should have a rule of thumb of at least staying connected with three to five people if you can. Because this is usually how you're going to be building a strong network, people that already know you, people that you have worked with and are more likely to give you a reference and or talk well about you when you are ready to look for another job. Another thing you can do when it comes to trying to plan your exit strategy is to evaluate who you are and where you want to be. Because sometimes we have these toxic work environments and there's people who are perfect for these environments. That's how they thrive. That's the type of personality they like to deal with. So if that's important to you, then think about it. Maybe leaving might not be the right choice for you. But if you're just like me, a little bit more sensitive and more in tuned with the impact that I'm making day to day with my job, with my tasks, with my responsibilities, then it is time for you to just make a plan to try to leave as soon as possible. Because the longer you stay, the more it's going to affect you in many other ways as the ones that I just mentioned with your relationships physically, mentally, your confidence is going to also get affected because that's exactly what I went through. When I left my toxic work environment, the last one that I was in, I saw myself applying for jobs that I was overqualified for. I saw myself getting so nervous on job interviews to the point of stuttering and blanking out 
I saw myself lowballing myself, okay? Lowballing my expectations for my salary because it's like I was getting paid this amount over there and they were still treating me like I didn't deserve that much money. So just be very mindful and cognizant about that situation because it can really just play against you. It will creep up on you. You won't even notice that it's happening until you're in the situation. So those are the things to keep in mind when you are trying to create an exit strategy to leave a toxic work environment. So now that I'm giving you all of those tips, let me just recap real quick. First, you want to make sure that you're not engaging on office gossip. Just make sure that you politely let them know that you're not interested in having a conversation like that directed towards something related to work. Or if you're uncomfortable saying something, just make it very clear with your body language that you're not interested by either turning your head around, saying excuse me and putting your headphones on, ignoring them, or simply just acting like you're checked out. That's really going to give them the message. Tip number two I talked about was to find the beautiful things in a bad situation. Really just trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes and counting your blessings is really going to help you stay in a positive state of mind. Number three is to tune out whenever possible. So if you need to wear headphones, if you need to take a walk, if you need to work in a different place, that's going to make you feel better by not talking to other people, not overhearing other people's gossip. It's really going to play in your favor as well. Number four is make sure that you're leaving your work issues and work situation at work. As soon as you step out of that building, as soon as you step out of that place in your home, if you're still working from home, leave those problems there. Really bringing it home and dumping it on your loved ones is really not going to do any favors for you. Number five is to take your PTO. Make sure that you are taking breaks whenever you need it because again, you are under so much pressure, under so much turmoil mentally and physically that it's best for you to give yourself a break so that you can recoup your energy when it comes to all that toxicity in your life. Number six, Focus on learning something new, whether it's improving a new skill, learning a new skill, and making yourself more marketable because that's going to then tie into tip number seven, which is to create an exit strategy from that toxic work environment. Again, if you're the type of people who thrive in that type of places, by all means, make sure that you're staying because that's what's going to make you successful. But if you're more of a person that, you know, this doesn't sit well with me, it's not good that you're treating people this way. I don't like being around gossip. I don't like being around X, Y, Z. Then it is time for you to make a plan. And in order for you to do that is by having a clear message about where you want to be next. What are your non-negotiables when it comes to look for another job? And try your best to create relationships with those people who are sharing the same values as you. And you happen to bond over the fact that you both worked in a toxic work environment. All right? I certainly hope that this episode served you the right way. Thank you so much for tuning back in to episode number 11. I'm so psyched. I cannot believe that we're surpassed the 10th episode. So please make sure that you are subscribing and leaving a review if you can on Apple Podcasts. I would so much appreciate it. And share with a friend, whoever you think needs to hear this. And on to the next one, over and out. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, and I hope that it served you well. If you enjoyed it or found it to be something that resonated with you, share that takeaway with me over on Instagram so that the community can also see it. And if you tag me at Side Hustle Experience, I will be sure to reshare it. Your support and feedback means the world to me. I hope to have you back on the next episode at the same time, same place. Over and out.